0: Zeb is a man who thinks very little of himself. He finds a strange kinship with the fly that wanders into a room through an open window, a small, vexatious nuisance, unsure of how to evacuate itself from the very predicament to which it has so carelessly stumbled. To him, his own life and self are lacking in depth and devoid of consequence. Despite this, or perhaps because of it, Zeb's dreams are many and varied. He dreams of worlds with only skies, of extraterrestrials who come to earth as seeds and grow like trees, and of fields of cattle who can see events to come. And sometimes he dreams of a farm, a small corn farm with a barn house at the foot of a hill, standing across from a church and a hardware store. And hovering in the sky in place of the sun, a colossal beating heart. It pumps faint white light with every beat, which twitches outward from it like bolts of electricity. The light is only enough to bathe the land in a bleak gray, casting silhouettes of trees, houses, and people like shadow puppets. Among the phantom denizens of his dream, there are invariably two figures he recognizes standing at the church. One is a young man, black, tall, with a round, warm face. Beside him, a dog, a handsome, speckled pointer. The man stares at Zeb with strained composure. His dog appears sullen. They cross the street, stopping in front of Zeb. It's nice to see you, the man says. His timid voice is the only audible sound in this world. It's nice to see you too, Isaiah. Zeb responds. The dog whines softly. The man called Isaiah does not regard it. Zeb wants to pet the dog to try to comfort it, but his hand will not move. The longer Isaiah holds his nervous stare, the more Zeb dreads what's to come. Isaiah raises his right hand and reaches into his mouth. His face clenches in pain and struggle and he chokes back a cry of torturous effort. A wet snap punctuates the ordeal, and he extends his arm. This is for you, he says. He opens his hand to reveal a single molar. Blood leaks from his weak smile. The dog whines again, pushing its face into his leg. Isaiah strokes it tenderly. Zeb takes a step back. I... I don't want it, Isaiah. The words are like hot sand in his throat. A tear rolls down Isaiah's cheek, still perked in a mask of stiff cordiality. His lips tighten as he looks down at his dog and kneels. The dog cries and struggles as Isaiah prods into its mouth. It kicks frantically at the ground, its claws clicking against the pebbles in the dirt, until Zeb buckles once again at the sound of that awful, wet snap. Isaiah retracts his hand and embraces his dog for a long moment, stroking it and touching his head to its own. Then he stands up and extends his hand once again. No! No, I don't want them! Zeb cries. Isaiah takes a long, deep breath. I know, he says. The heart above slows its beating, its dim light flickering in and out like a dying bulb. For the briefest of moments, Zeb can see small white figures in the distance, though he's given no chance to acknowledge them. Then the light begins to steadily retract into the heart, until the hills, the church, and finally Isaiah and his dog are swallowed whole by the black. In dreams or in waking, Zeb has never known darkness such as this. But still, he can see the heart, seeming to curl fetally. And from a previously unseen fissure in its center, it splits, revealing two rows of stone gray, perfectly straight teeth and a bruised, purple tongue. It shrieks into the oblivion of its making, and Zeb's flesh, bones, and organs reverberate with the magnitude of its anguished cry. Zeb feels something else as well, an itching, squirming sensation in his foot as the pair of teeth burrow into it. He feels them propelled through the veins in his legs, up through his stomach, and finally clamping onto his own heart.
1: from the diary of Isaac Pierce, subject Zebulon Clark, age 58, July 19, 1971. Apparently, Isaac observed this one frequently, though he did little in the way of background research as none of his notes pertaining to the subject mention anything about the possible relationship with the other man in the dream, or the dog for that matter. I have been able to shed some light on this through my own efforts. Zebulon Clark was born and raised in Colby, Kansas, where, in July of 1931, a young resident by the name of Isaiah Douglas reportedly disappeared. His dog was also discovered dead in his home. Unfortunately, that was all I was able to find out with any degree of certainty. Details of the disappearance were few and far between, and all those close to Mr. Douglas at the time of his disappearance have since passed. Mr. Clark himself died in 1989. Apparently of heart failure. His wife, who as far as I can tell, is the only person to whom he may have told the details of this dream, also died two years later. They did have two children who may also... Well, frankly, I do believe Isaac was right to keep his distance. And I don't plan on bringing them any closer to this than they may or may not have already been.